Well, racing in New Zealand over the decades has certainly changed shape a little with different phases of the great game and different eras of great horses, jockeys and trainers. For many of us, though, as long as we can remember, there has been a pretty constant voice through it all. coming, Princess Cope's coming with him and Red Roller down the outside they race to the 150 Princess Cope, Nom de Jure, Boundless fighting on the inside and then Red Roller Princess Cope, back to back counts, pay the lady, she's brilliant 200 metres to go Coey in front, more than a leaf consensus over on the inside Benzini flying to Sophia Rosa that is big, bold, black and back, and Coey in seventh, good one heaven, Melody Bell I've got to say, uh, I was uh, shocked when I heard the news, that, uh, and Louis was too, uh, that uh, Tony Lee would be calling his last races uh, in the new year at the Wellington Cup meeting uh, on trackside. Uh, uh, straight away, uh, our board's filled up with messages. The text line has been busy. Uh, it just won't be for a lot of you, including us, the same, the Wellington Cup. Apparently, T Lee's last hurrah up the stairs, so sadly, we don't have much time left with that magical voice in our cars, our homes, the pubs, uh, or on telly, of course. Tony's been good enough to take our call on his way up to the New Plymouth races today to have a chat about a wonderful life in racing, which we hope isn't over, but it seems uh, T Lee is, uh, might be over in this country, unfortunately. Good morning to you. And a very good morning to you, Smitty. Uh, yes, and everyone. I hope, hope you're all well. Yeah, it appears that way, uh, and uh, you know, I got told a couple of three months or a few months ago that uh, this is likely, and they pressed on with it. So, uh, you know, there's very little we can do about it. Yeah, I'm saddened by it, but uh, look, I've got to look back on on what has been a really, really good career, I think, to date. Yeah, well, we've just highlighted uh, five or six of um, of the calls that we could remember, um, and, and they're very special to us. But uh, is there one or two that stick out in, in your mind? I mean, you know, you you, you go back quite some time. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, no, I don't. I don't really uh, dwell on that sort of thing. I've sort of done it and then move on to the next one. I try and sort of live in the moment at the time. Uh, maybe when I'm uh, finished, I can I can unreflect on a few of them. There was, uh, you know, there's the odd little special thing there. I think when Kenny Brown uh, won his uh, 100th steeplechase uh, win as a rider was uh, was a special day. Uh, you know, when Bell Museum passed Starcraft that day was special. There's been many. Our Mace K Bone Crusher, a few of them. They've uh, all over the years the champion horses, and it's all about the horse at the end of the day. Tony, can I ask you a, a relatively personal question here, and I can talk to with a little bit of experience here. Uh, the fact that you're not going to be able to, to do what you do best and what you like doing best uh, in your own in your own homeland, how much does that hurt a wee bit? Hello. Yeah, that, that, that hurts. Just the way they did it, you know, just the way I was treated about it. Uh, I didn't think it was very respectful, but... Uh, 
There you go. That's what uh, the powers that be have uh, decided to do. I'm a, I'm a contractor, um, and uh, they have enough on their staff roster now with a new guy coming through to, to fill all the vacancies there, all the, all the slots, I suppose. Uh, so they've decided to um, to push that button and uh, and end me up at Wellington Cup time after a little bit of discussion. So, yeah, look, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it hurts, man. I've given it plenty of feel, and uh, they've made, a, I think, a technical differential between me and others to be able to say see you later thanks very much no handshake tony i think on behalf of the the racing or the punting public um which you know well it it'll, it won't be the same and i guess it's just been a pleasure as you said at the start you kind of just got to look back and, and be happy for that and it has been a real pleasure i'm always been i've always been curious with you when did you realize you had a, a style because it's such a style and it's t lee's like, when did that manifest? Was it day one, or did it did it create throughout the years? It created over the years, I think. Louis was uh, look. I wasn't a natural, actually. I sort of um, decided that uh, I wanted to try and do that and uh, to be a race caller and um, and try to learn my craft from there. I didn't get too much support here with uh, the then race callers uh, letting me in anywhere or giving me too much advice. So I actually uh, went over to uh, Sydney. I went to Harold Park uh, Trots, and I got past security and I. Went up and uh, to the rooftops there, and there was about four commentary boxes, I think, there. So I don't know who's who even, so I just knocked on one. And uh, it was uh, Ian Craig, uh, a a wonderful caller for many, many years over there in Sydney, uh, that uh, opened the door, let me in. I said who I was and what I wanted to do, and he said, come and son. And he he gave me quite a bit of guidance just on that one night. It was was quite incredible for me. Mm. So you kind of, you know, styles make fights, and I reckon race callers make races. Do you, do you, you know, after living it for so long, what do you think a good call can add to a race? You say it's about the horse, and it is. But, I mean, we all have seen and we all can think of races, great races, that probably the race caller um, hasn't done it justice for one reason or another, and you can't get it right mm. all the time. But when you get it right, how much extra does it elevate a race? I think uh, well, all we can uh, hand on or pass on is our knowledge through the race uh, of what we know about the game and that particular race. So, um, and some will have more knowledge than uh, than others about the game and uh, and about the horse or whatever. Um, I think that's when we, if they're able to do something special, the horse, uh, you know, or the combination really, to do something special. I think if we're able to respect that at that time, I think that's uh, I think that's the yardstick. Mm. Tony, just uh, wondering for those people at home um, about the job, about the art, the skill. How much, like for a, a day like today, you're on the road to New Plymouth. How much, how much prep do you have to put in for a, 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 like a nine nine race card today? Yeah, well, um, a bit. Yeah, you do. Uh, I was at it a bit yesterday afternoon, and I'll do a bit more uh, um, when I get closer to the track uh, there. Um, just around uh, the colours, really, uh, and, and who's got what, and maybe the odd pedigree here and there, and uh, performance has gone by. Um, but look, on a, on a day like this, sure, I could rock up and do no homework and, and do the day. I could uh, rock up and do five or six hours homework and uh, and do the day a bit better. And uh, I learned that through my association in the early days with uh, the wonderful Grant Nisbet and Keith Quinn. Keith Quinn was a hell of a researcher, and he, he said if he used 10% of the stuff that he researched, he was happy on the day for a, for a rugby call. Interesting. Very, very interesting that you name those two people because, uh, like you, I hold them in very, very uh, high esteem. 
it's you know when when you go to uh, a day to day, which is what every race is worth about eighteen and a half thousand dollars. Uh, I mean, the professionalism has to stay because, of course, you, you know there is owners, there are trainers, there are people with a vested interest in it, punters as well. But what about a, a Wellington Cup day? Does that, is there a bit more edge? Is there a bit more something about that for you? Oh, definitely. Definitely there is. Yeah, there's definitely an edge on those big days. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't feel sort of sick before the race, but I'm sort of on edge and I, you know, I'm probably not very good company for a little bit on the day there. I just like to try and lock myself away the last bit and uh, just really concentrate on what my job is and, uh, and to try and do that as well as I can. Well, you might not be very good company then, but I think um, anybody that's listening will know someone that will know someone that knows you and knows that you are pretty good company, T. Lee. What about the people? I think Smitty might know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're doing a segment today, Tony. Who who are the the four people you want around your dinner table? I mean, T. Lee and and uh, Stockley together. I mean, that that'd be house on fire, wouldn't it? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have known uh, Smitty for uh, for a long time and when he was uh, sort of first starting off as well and, uh, you know, his, his enthusiasm and professionalism and uh, insights into his broadcast is actually something that I've very much noted and tried to take part of uh, as well. I think it's just one of what I use a great broadcaster. Very nice of you to say so, Tony, but we're uh, really here to discuss uh, you and uh, your future, really. And, and, and uh, obviously, uh, racing goes on around the world in various countries, uh, various languages, etc. cetera. Uh, what about Tony Lee just, um, just branching out a wee bit, going a little bit further afield? To, I mean, you're so damn good, you're far too good not to be heard. What are the prospects? Look, uh, yeah, there will be prospects, and there have been overtures made uh, already, and I'll just see what the universe uh, provides, really. I'm probably at a stage of my life now, Smitty, where I'm more into paying it forward than getting a big pay to myself so much. And if I can mm. help uh, a, a jurisdiction uh, to improve their broadcast, and some of them need uh, a little bit of help, they just they just don't know, they're doing their best, but, uh, uh, you know, it's what, it's what uh, is broadcast on the day that counts and how they do it and how interesting it is. Um, I'd, I'd be more than happy to do that. I did a little bit of time in Malaysia and KL, um, and I'm not sure where, you know, sure they're one of the ones that have stuck the oil in the water. Uh, and with Singapore, of course, closing up in October, um, I think Kuala Lumpur may come back to its former glory. Like 40 odd years ago, it was the place. You had this to pick at everyone right in there. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just sort of fallen by the wayside a little through human error. Um, but hopefully that can come back to some sort of glory because they've got a great track up there, great facility, and they've got some wonderful horse people as well, wonderful hands, a lot of those uh, Malay boys and girls. They're terrific. We've got a text here, uh, Tony. Um, can you say a massive thanks for T. Lee for his call? So he is still the best, way too good Cam in Cambridge. So we'll, we'll have plenty of those. Um, can you? I'll put you on the spot a bit. We're talking good sorts. We're talking absolute, you know, GCs around the dinner table, good people. Um who is someone that is underrated as a just a good hang, good beer after the races? Who's someone in the CD that you'll spend a bit of time with that maybe is a bit misunderstood, but just a real good sort? Well, geez, I don't know. Um, if they're not a good sort, I won't be having a beer with them. Uh, and there's a few of those as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't really. Uh, I can't really think of the. Uh, you know, Noel Harris has been someone that I've uh, looked up to uh, for a long, long time, and uh, always enjoy catching up with with him and his uh, love of people and uh, and of the horse. And he's in a role now, of course, that 
is so suited to uh, to him because he he likes to be a teacher as such and and does it so very well. Um, but mm, who's underrated? Uh, look, there's a number of people. A lot of those uh, staff and stables, man, they they just love their, those animals and they care for them so much. And uh, and you know, it's all, all about them on the day, on the horse on the day, and uh, they're a little bit unheralded. So yeah, a lot of those people, I'd uh, I'd take my hat off to for sure. You remember your first race call, Tony? How'd it go? Yeah, I did. It was bloody awful. Um, it was at Hut Park Trots. It was uh, in, I think, 1983. It was the first night that Anthony Butt was uh, out as a driver, grandson of Derek Jones, and he had a horse called Premiership there. So, yeah, I, I, I went in, and the Maiden Trot was the first one, 2,400 metres. Now, Hut Park was a, was a bit of a venue then. They always had a good crowd. Um, and uh, I was doing uh, I was doing telegraph speed into the first corner in the maiden trot, and once you go high, Smitty, in a call, uh, it's hard to come back down, and your voice uh, you know level that is. So it took me a while. I was as buggered as the horses were at the end. It took me a little while to get that timing right, but it was up there in the finish. Where do you think um, you know right now? How, how do you feel racing is positioned in this country? I mean, you. As you say, uh, Hutt Park used to have big crowds. Now Hutt Park doesn't even exist. The crowds mm. today at New Plymouth, I would imagine, will be fairly negligible, uh, unless it's a Christmas at the races type theme. I don't know. But, uh, Tony, the racing industry as, as, as an entity at the moment, do you fear for it uh, um, in terms of its demographic and its future? Um, a little bit. It'll never die. As you and I have spoken before, the punt will always be there and the, and the game will always be there. To what level, I'm not sure. Um, I, I think we've got to get back to being liked. I think we need to be good neighbours and good citizens and, and help around us as well in so many ways. Uh, with the various clubs, uh, small and big, whatever they are, need to be doing well, not selfishly well either, and, uh, and to pay it forward. So if we can do that, if we can get people involved with, uh, what I say, touching the horse and the connection that you have with touching the horse and the, and then the game going forward from there is, uh, is quite a strong thing. I think we need to bring back uh, that ability for people to be part and parcel of it somehow. Like right throughout our history, the horse has uh, been massive, absolutely massive. And uh, the spirit of racing, which I do get concerned is, uh, is uh, getting lost a little bit. It's more about... Um, instant gratification, I suppose, on a number of fronts, and we've educated people that way. But uh, I think if we can make sure that the spirit of racing is, is alive and well, I think we'll be alive and well too. Oh, Tony, I, I couldn't agree more. And we've got to be careful we don't make it all about turnover, 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 because as you just point out, the storytelling aspect of it and becoming personable and having that connection to our neighbours and our other industries, and this is why for me it's really hard to get my head around. I just Whenever you come on, there's such a connection to the, the person on the other side of that. And I mean that with the biggest compliment. You can just reach different demographics. So, it, um, yeah, again, the text machine's blowing up here, and, and as it should be, mate. So you've got a, a Wellington or a summer carnival to go, um, and you've got a, a telegraph speed to go at telegraph speed, and which would be good, a Wellington <laughs> Cup. And uh, you've even got a group one this weekend, so you'd be pretty fired up for that. Uh, yes, looking forward to it. Always, uh, you know, group ones, other group ones, and there's a, a classic on this weekend, uh, the former Captain Cook, and very much looking forward to that. So, look, you know, I'm, I'm in, a, in a funny situation where my paymaster, I feel, doesn't like me, but the industry loves me, and uh, I've got to take strength from that. Yeah, uh, I think you've, you've summed up that beautifully. And what I, what I admire through all of this, uh, Tony, and you've displayed it again today, is your professionalism. 
um, about um, your role and um, you know the people around the industry because I, I think that will be I think one of your great memories is the people and the experiences that you've had and uh, they will weigh uh, outweigh I would imagine the the decision that's just been made. For you, uh, mm. mate, thanks very Thank much. You. I know you've got a busy day. I, I, I really do. Um, and we'll be listening to your calls and watching your calls, of course, um, throughout the afternoon. But we, we just thought we'd take a bit of time to, in our way anyway, uh, just prior to Christmas. Uh, thank you so much for, for what you've done. Um, and as, as Louis said, we're getting so much feedback uh, throughout the station since that announcement has been made. Cheers, mate. Uh, drive safely. Oh, and it's awesome. uh, we'll, 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 we'll catch up shortly, eh? Yeah, way to go. Thank you, boys. We appreciate it very much and the, and the sentiment that goes with it. It means a lot.